0: Welcome into episode three thirty-five of After the Whistle presented by Seneca Buffalo Creek Casino, where nothing else comes close. Good morning, Craig. Good morning, Andrew. I am uh I'm a lot of money lighter in the wallet today. Oh boy. What'd you do? Courtney, my sister in law, tells me she's going to see Stevie Nicks last night. Stevie oh, Nicks from brother. Fleetwood Mac, and I I'm a massive Fleetwood Mac fan. Stevie Nicks has some good hits, but Stevie Nicks without Fleetwood Mac is like it's like peanut butter and jam without peanut butter or jam. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just like it's just not the same. Yeah. So anyway, so I I get online the other night and I start looking at concerts you know, and there's a few good concerts coming up here in Buffalo. And Buffalo has some great venues. One of them I'm going to on November 11th at Seneca, and it's live, the band Live. I don't know if if our younger generation knows who they are, but definitely people our age know who Live is. They're incredible. So I'm looking forward to go going to see them. But there's a concert coming to the Town Ballroom. And I don't know if you've ever been to the Town Ballroom, but it is one of the best places to watch a concert. It's small, it's intimate, and just the sound in there, right? So yep. Bush is coming to the town ballroom. Bush, okay, one of the biggest bands of the 90s. Now I saw Bush a few years ago in Toronto, and it was like a it was called Somersault, and it was live, was the opening show, and then Bush was the second show, and Our Lady Peace was the headline. And I thought Bush absolutely killed it. Okay, so Bush is coming to the town ballroom. Any idea how much tickets are? I don't know. I I, I'm not a concert guy. Okay, fine. But imagine, fine. Okay, so I saw the Sheepdogs, and it was sold out for thirty five bucks there. I saw Our Lady Peace sold out there for like maybe fifty five or sixty bucks for like a. I saw the Headstones there recently for like maybe 60 bucks. I think the tea party's coming and I think tickets are like 60 bucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. All bands that most people won't know. Well, that you, you just know. named right there. You know, I them. I know them, but
1: a lot of but, people I, will not know the Headstones. And actually, th-
0: these are, they're Canadian bands. The Sheepdogs are Canadian. The Headstones are Canadian. Our Lady Peace is Canadian. Yeah, I continue. So tickets were like three to $400. And I mean, I know after the whistle makes a shit bomb of money, but I mean, I'm just kind of like, I'm just kind of like, I don't want to go to this thing alone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like 300 for two tickets is perfect. Okay. If I'm buying a ticket with a big group, I'll spend two, 250 depending on where the seats are. If it's a really good show. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm but 3 to 400 to see bush at Town Ballroom.
1: if i had if i had free tickets i don't even think i'd go that's the okay. that's well, you know well, i but a, you're a music then, buff and you love I guess, that stuff.
0: then i guess this story will speak to the different levels of love for music i guess <laughs> so, so so i wake my up my son this, last
1: night on a side note my son last night driving him to the rink we almost missed practice because stevie nicks the traffic was jammed pack yeah. to get into the Harbor Center last night. And the, and we're looking up like, who the heck's playing there? So I'm I'm telling my son, look it up. Uh, who's playing here? Is there a game, event, this and that? He's like, that Stevie Nicks is playing. I'm like, oh my God. Brings back the memories to the Kingston Frontenac's 1990. The captain of our team at the time, Dave Stewart. Great guy. I, I, I got to sit beside him in the locker room. He was the leader of our team, right handed defenseman like myself. I was just the new kid, the little skinny fart with pimples all over my face. And then I've got this man child, uh Dave Stewart, who's a hell of a person, hell of a player. But he ran, he ran our stereo. We're playing Stevie Nicks before games. I'm thinking of myself, I came from Northern Ontario. We didn't listen to anything but Black Sabbath, Ozzy Osbourne, uh, you know, Led Zeppelin. Like I'm sitting there and now all of a sudden I'm sitting in the dressing room before games listening to Stevie Nicks. So I tell my son, I'm like, do me a favor, Nick. Look that up right now and see how old Stevie Nicks is. She's
0: got to be, Look, don't tell me. She's got to be 70. 75.
1: So he's like, oh my God, is that ever old? And I'm thinking to myself, I look at my son, I said, that's like grandma. Yeah, up I, on stage." My mom's 73. <laughs> like right? I mean, and now all of a sudden that that gets put in perspective because now all of a sudden grandma's 75. He's thinking of my he's thinking
0: in his what head, is... holy
1: jumping, what the heck? Could I you imagine, imagine grandma up on stage? My mom anyway. having
0: to go and just pile in a bunch of drugs to go up and perform on stage at the age oh, yeah. of 75. Oh, yeah. Stevie Nicks is whacked, man. She's whacked. Okay? Like, but anyway, amazing artist. Great point artist. Is, yep. Point is, couldn't sleep last night. Took a sleeping aid for the first time in, like, over a year. Yep. Okay? Like a little NyQuil capsule. Okay? Two of them, actually. Well, it's better than the six or seven that you used to take. Well, that and remember the... Yeah, or half the ball Uh, that Michael I I drank. Let's not go there. Three or four ambience I try to fight in a night. So anyway, I wake up this morning. I'm the proud owner of $820 in Bush tickets. Get out of here.
1: You did did the groggy
0: buy? I did the groggy buy. I'm going to prove it to you. I did the groggy pie. Damn, damn that NyQuil. I think I should invoice NyQuil for these fucking tickets. Look at yeah. Here we go. Hold on. Oh boy. Well, good for you. Good for
1: you. Yeah. Haven't made a so dime. I, haven't made a dime in two years on our podcast. Uh thank God for our, our new uh sponsorship. And you're you're going and blowing a you know, eight hundred and twenty bucks on uh, on tickets that you probably don't even uh, remember ordering. But that's uh, that's that's how it all
0: works, and uh, hey. I'm
1: sure you're gonna have a good time. Now you just need-, need to find three oh, friends to go
0: with. I bought two tickets. Those are two was, tickets. Two tickets were eight hundred and twenty dollars.
1: All right, listen. I mean, wow. Who, who needs Bush tickets? I got two. for five hundred? Five hundred <laughs> each. <laughs> Anyway, let's get hey, to some saber show, talk when the show, I don't need to out, hear any more of your, your drugged up friggin' ordering tickets online stories. Let's go. My
0: last question is, do you, do you want to come with me? No, absolutely
1: <laughs> not. You couldn't, you couldn't pay me eight hundred and eight hundred and eighteen 818 dollars to go. I'm giving, you,
0: I'm giving you a $410 ticket. Are you in or are you in the way? I am absolutely out. If you've been in a car crash and need a personal injury attorney, you already know what to do. Call our friends at Salino Law 800-555-5555. Car crash? Call Salino. I only have one question for you today, hockey related. One. Okay. Want to take a shot at it?
1: No, I want to hear. I want to hear your thought. I think in the hockey world here in Buffalo. There's been a lot of discussion on one major topic or actually
0: there's, there's, I shouldn't even say that. I think there's multiple major topics. Well, the only one that I'm talking about right this second is Zach Benson going to be in the opening night roster for the Buffalo Sabres. I've said this from the first game that I watched him
1: play. I said that he looked very comfortable and looked really good on the ice. Now, he is not an overly big guy. Doesn't matter. It's not about size. Even though I talk about 6'2", 6'4", 230 pounds, it is the bite in the player. The player and the willingness to go to areas to play the game the right way. And Zach Benson has proven and shown in a very short period of time in this preseason, throughout his games, that he... Can play at this level, not only play at the level he's, he can succeed at this level. I know it's only preseason. I, I I understand that, but he's looked very good. So the question that you're asking me again is, is he going to be here on the opening night? Both you and I spoke for many, many occasions that I would not want to bring in a
0: young player. Or or to to quote us, we use the word experiment. Yeah. Um like Zach Benson staying here for nine games. So we sent out a tweet from the show last night. Is Benson making this hockey team? A lot of fans think that he should get his nine games. Or some games within the nine. Now, nine games doesn't have to be the first nine games. It doesn't have to be nine games in the roster. It has to be nine games played. So we can be here till December and play eight games and then go back to World Juniors or whatever the case may be. I'll be the first one to say that my mind is changing. I don't know that it has changed. But I I think that I can say with confidence that uh, it wouldn't be the first time that players have come in and won a spot, won a spot. I mean, if anything, this is the best part about this: is that this kid didn't come here as the golden boy and getting the spot. He has come here and earned it, and there was lots and plenty of competition for him to go up against. Unfortunately, Matt Savoy's hurt. We'll talk about him a little later in the show. You know, Koolich. There's uh, Rose Roseanne. Yeah. uh, I mean, there's there's a lot. There's a lot of players that he's competing against. With Jack Quinn being hurt, with Savoy being hurt and not knowing what Savoy could do in training camp. There's a lot of talk about people wanting to bring in Pat Kane. There's a lot of... Diff- I'm reluctant to say it. Let's see what he has. You know, like, we were very critical on after the draft, and Kevin Adams even said in his Beyond Blue and Gold, he's like, we're going to be criticized for, for loving small players. Well, you're fucking right you are, because we have criticized this team for loving small players. Savoy, Coolidge isn't big. Oh, well, all three first rounders last year. Roseanne rose isn't big year before that. Austin's all, not big. Aust- they're all small. Okay. And then they draft Benson. That makes five small forwards drafted in the first round in three years. Yeah. So, yes, in all fairness, you do deserve to be criticized for loving small players. But you know, like you just said it, it's not the size of the player, it's the bite in the player. And for me to be saying, keep this kid, that's a, that's a, that's a stretch. Cause I am not in favor of this kid playing on the team this year at all. Or I wasn't just because of the expectations of this hockey team. Yeah. But my God, man, he is, he's playing like a, like an NHL hockey player and he's won a spot on this team.
1: Skates very well, not elite. He does not have elite size and strength. He's still very young, very immature. His hockey IQ is through the roof. He's shown that in junior when he um at the age of 17 playing for the the Winnipeg Ice in 60 games, he had 98 points. In 60 games, he had 98 points and 36 goals. As a 17-year-old, that's insane. Third in 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 the WHL in in points. He he very clearly has some it factor to him he you know when you look at his preseason and preseason is for the friggin birds man i mean you can't take a lot of stock and put it into the preseason um but he he had 5 points as a rookie in preseason and there's only one there's only one rookie out there that equaled that 5 points and that Chicago Blackhawks Connor Bedard, the Golden Boy. So the Sabers Don Granado, has put this kid on a line to see if he's going to sink or swim. I'm going to play with, I'm going to play you know some games with Jeff Skinner, Tage uh, Thompson, two two uh, high end hockey players. In this league, and he looked like he could play with them. Now, what does that do? That now all of a sudden you take another player that I think is is a stud in Alex Tuck, and now you put him on that line with with Middlestat, who Middlestat at the end of the year I thought was fantastic, was incredible playing with Tuck. What it does with Benson being able to play on that upper echelon line, it creates the ability for Don Granado to take a player like Alex Tuck, who is a first line right winger, to now put him on another line, which strengthens that line immensely. And he was with who? Middlestad and Greenway? Yes. That's a big, that's some big boys on the wing. You know, a six foot four Tuck and a six foot six Greenway, both players on the wing skate very well
0: for is their that, size. Is that concerning to you? Is that something that will happen? Is are they going to split up the top line to spread out scoring depth on this roster to maybe help a guy like Casey Middlestad? Like, how's Alex Tuck gonna feel about that?
1: I think I mean, Alex Tuck uh, feels very comfortable playing with a guy like Casey Middlestad, who he had chemistry in the last 10 games of the season. Casey Middlestat led the team in points. It's not like Casey Middlestat's a shit ball. Casey Middlestat can play the game. That. And he's also at the age where he's not going through growing pains and physical maturity and mental maturity and figuring out the league. Casey Middlestad is an NHL player that can play at a high end he had 60 almost 60 points last year well there's tons of pressure on him is there i think he's way
0: way down the line i don't think so for pressure on this you want to you want to isolate casey middle in and his pressure just just look at his circumstances what about him he's he has a lot of pressure on him
1: in in, in what's in what sense well, who has more pressure? Cage Thompson or, or Casey Middlestadt? Who has more pressure? Depends on uh, what
0: depends on cousins or Casey, Casey Middlestead pressure from where, you know, you know, being a pro athlete, there's pressure. There's tons of different kinds of pressure. There's pressure from your team to perform. There's pressure from the fan base. There's pressure from your, obviously from the management, but then the players, but then there's pressure on yourself. Okay, who is putting the pressure on Casey Middleton? That's what I'm asking. Okay, his contract. What about his contract? He does not have a contract. Okay, he's in the last year of his contract. There is a lot of pressure on him. He needs to have a good season. Can he do what he did last year? Like Tage Thompson, okay, had a better chance to repeat his his breakout season because he was playing with Skinner and Tuck. Casey Middlestead last year had what sixty points. 60 points okay, played with Victor Olison, who okay. was, can, a, was the now, ultimate
1: perimeter player on can the team. He,
0: can he repeat that 60 points as a third line centerman? It's a lot of pressure for a team that's buying to make the playoffs. It's a lot of pressure. The third line center you position say it's a third it's a line, massive focal point you on say every, it's a
1: third line. Is it a third line? line? Second If line? you have Alex Tuck on the Tuck. right side Tuck. of you and you have Jordan Greenway on the other side of you, is that a third line? Or is Dylan Cousins, Paterka, and Olson the third line?
0: I assume, sorry for assuming, that based on income, that Tuck and, and Cousins, or Thompson and Cousins, would be your one and two because between the two of them, you're paying them $14 million. Middlestad's making 2.5. Cousins is going cousins should play more than Middlestad. Cousins should be the highest ice time forward on this team next to Tage Thompson because he should be killing penalties. He should be on the power play. He should be on the ice late in the game when you're down by a goal. And he should be on the ice when you're when you're up by a goal defending. So Dylan Cousins should arguably be your, your ice time leader for the forwards. So okay. I believe that I'm not trying to add pressure to Casey Middlestad. You're saying I know based this on convert-
1: contract, a contract that Dylan Cousins is automatically the second line center on the team. And I'm not arguing this. I'm just, I'm really not going to argue this because Dylan Cousins
0: is a freaking stud. If, okay. He's, well, he's Casey an awesome Middlestad, player. If Casey Middlestad was the second line center on this team, then he'd have a contract extension, wouldn't he? There's no guaranteed future for Casey Middlestad here in Buffalo. There is a guaranteed future for Casey Middlestad in the NHL for sure. Oh, most definitely. But in Buffalo, I don't know. Yeah. So so there's pressure on Casey Middlestad. Does he want to be a Buffalo Sabre or does he want to be? And we're talking about a 24,
1: not a 29. We're talking about a 24-year-old Casey Middlestad who's just got the next six, seven years of his career are going to be his prime
0: years of his career. He's Does gone through sound the sound like bump. I'm shitting on him? No. I, okay. I don't I think you're shitting on him. I want clarification on that because I think yeah. he's a tremendous... Shitting on st- him
1: is what we did two years ago when he freaking skated out of a pile when his teammates are in the battle after the whistle and... You know,
0: punches are thrown.
1: You I see, case that was, cruise, yeah. and listen. He was going I mean, back that,
0: to have the trainer rip the tape off the that's
1: blade. that right there is a learning experience, and I think that you learn from those things, and I think he might have learned from those things, but that's okay. That's okay. Those are those are things that you expect with young players, um, and. Listen, you don't
0: think you don't think Kevin Adams and Casey Middlestad's agent had a conversation this summer. And Casey Middlestad's agent said, I want uh, five years, five million or six years, five million or five and a half or some kind of a number. And 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 I bet Kevin Adams probably said, what is his number? What is a Casey Middlestad,
1: a 24 year old uh, player that was drafted eighth overall? That has sixty points. That, and if you go back, not just the last year, but all of the years in the last few years that Casey has played, he is a point every, like he's a forty-five minimum
0: point player throughout his time. He had See, sixty the, last I'll tell year. You the max I would pay him on a contract extension. Good. Okay just and I don't
1: want to do a contract extension for Casey middlestat right now but I'm curious to know what you think Casey middlestat and what his lawyer what his agent should be looking at
0: oh what they what well, well I, I'm gonna tell you from the team you this is this is going to be laughable and I'm prepared for that okay okay go ahead I wouldn't as a managing partner of a team hey Casey middlestat more. Give me that just give me a contract
1: offer. Just give me a contract. He's 24 years old. He's going to play this years, for year.
0: 4 years 4, four years. million per year. <laughs> okay.
1: Then the the phone has been hung up. Okay. Then immediately go... already. How, well, don't don't hang up. No no no, on... no, no no no.
0: Don't hang up. Wait wait wait. Are you still there? Hey, this is fake no. hang up. No no, no no. No please 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 tell You're me You're done. T- No, just well. What are you thinking then? How far? I'm not going
1: to give you a number of what I think he should make, but four million dollars on a four year deal is. Are you kidding me? You've got a you've got a third line player in Minnesota. Okay, signed a four for four. Talking Casey Middlestadt got sixty points. Guess what? He's he's hitting his prime. He's going to hit his prime years starting this year when he... T- I think Casey turns 25. I think he's a late birthday kid. Well, how Wait, much then? Know. Tell me so we can move he's on. He's November 22nd. He's turning 25. So from this how point, much? from, from how 25 far to 32 are going to be Casey's
0: prime years. Don't say $5 million. Oh! Then, then we need we to We are talk.
1: not even going to discuss a Casey Middlestack contract. No. Because... Me and you could be like Kevin Adams and his agent. You could be one of and I don't want to go We're here right now. No, and I don't want to argue about Casey stats contract because I'm going to tell you right now: if I was his agent, he's going to be making a lot of money.
0: It just might not be here in Buffalo. So, well, this whole conversation started with Zach Benson. I think we will see Zach Benson play some games as a Buffalo Saber this year. And I think that could be a huge benefit for Kevin Adams and the team, but more importantly for Zach Benson, because he's come to training camp and he hasn't been given games. He's earned these games and he's going to play three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games in the NHL. And then you're going to send him back to junior. You're going to send the lion.
1: Oh, hold on there. Buckle American
0: league. I'm going to
1: tell you this right now.
0: If Zach Benson
1: plays well, with Tage Thompson and Jeff Skinner. And if he plays on the second line power play, okay, in that bumper position in the middle where he received the pass this year and then backhanded a no-look pass to Jeff Skinner, which ripped one bar down. Here's the thing. Benson is a point-producing kid. He is going to be on the power play. Probably not going to be on the number one power play, but he will be on the power play, number two. And if he plays well, if he has success after nine games, we're sitting here going, Holy shit, Zach Benson's got nine points in nine games playing very well with with and and the team's playing well. He ain't going down. And then all of a sudden you're asking yourself, Well, what happens when Quinn comes back? Victor Olson goes bye-bye. They move on from him or they put him in the stands. You're gonna insert a healthy Quinn into this lineup. I mean, if Benson, Benson's going to play himself into more games, he is going to play himself into a role on this team. I know he's 18. I'm not a huge fan of having 18-year-old young men in your lineup, especially in Buffalo when you have a super insanely young team to begin with. But if a young man earns it and a young man looks like he is not only he, he's if you're surviving, that's one thing. But if you're thriving, that's another thing. If well, Zach Benson's surviving, you, you put him in, you put him back to junior. If he's thriving
0: with this hockey team. You're going to keep this young man up. Hey, want to win big with your team? Bet on all your favorite sports, games, and fights, including pro football, pro hockey, college sports, boxing, and much more. Check out the Sports Lounge at Seneca Buffalo Creek Casino. Nothing else comes close. One player we haven't talked about is Matt Savoy. Now, granted, he's been hurt, but I thought we would have been having the Matt Savoy discussion. Let me rephrase that. I thought we would have been having the Zach Benson discussion about Matt Savoy this year, not the other way around. There is a conversation about the possibility of sending him to the American Hockey League. I think Kevin Adams is trying to get permission granted. Shane Wright from the Seattle Kraken was just granted permission to play in the American Hockey League because apparently he's too good for Junior but not good enough for the NHL, which to me doesn't make sense. What's going to happen with Savoy? What should um, happen with Savoy? What should happen with Savoy? It's really
1: unfortunate for Matt Savoy that he did get injured because um, he was having a good training camp. He was playing well in those rookie games. He did represent himself um, very well in, in the rookie camps in, in early or mid, uh, mid-July mid and then into um, these rookie camp games, he, he was playing well. He was, uh, he, he, it, it seemed like him and Benson were kind of like the talk of the, of the rookie camp. So when he did get injured, I'm sure for Matt Savoy, it was a downer because I I'm sure that he felt with the Jack Quinn injury that there is an opportunity for him to try and earn a spot and i think the sabers right now have kind of because of the injury to savoy i think now they're sitting there thinking okay hey let's uh let's uh you know just make a a slight right turn here and
0: look at this benson kid and he's got an opportunity and he's taking advantage of it i don't like the attempt At a special exception for Matt Savoy. Okay. Um, Okay. okay. I just don't.
1: I don't even like like it. Why is that?
0: I don't like it for Shane Wright either. Go win a Uh, Memorial Cup.
1: Come on, man. Good. Good God. Shane Wright is 19 years old. He already shredded that league when he was 17. Like for me right now. Matt Savoy has played 216 games,
0: three. You know, I, I'm so seasons. sick of hearing this. I'm so sick of hearing this. If you've outgrown junior, then go and lead your team single-handedly to the to the Memorial Cup final. If you don't win, you don't win. Don't yeah. give me the Connor Bedard It's bullshit. about being in the right environment, Petey. Oh, if you're in an environment was set, that is so traded. far below you. Shane Wright was traded, and they gave the world for this guy. And they lost in the first round of the playoffs, so
1: that's all on Shane Wright, right? No, but it's like, but well, you're 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 implying that that's on him. Matt Sweeney got that called up.
0: up to the American League last year for two games, and I think that was a bit of a mistake to insert him in the lineup at that time. It wasn't on the player and how he played; it was just the 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 chemistry that was going on between the Rochester Americans at the time. Why you would mess with that? But all I'm saying is why put these young kids why travel a bus in the American Hockey League when you can be in high school or taking courses and playing junior hockey, playing with kids your own age. You're not you're not some 19 year old kid traveling the bus with some, you know, old saggy 35 year old guy with kids. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I get it. Send him back to junior. I don't like this forcing them into pro. I don't like it. They did it with Zemgus a years ago. Yeah, and He got two concussions that year. Well, listen, Shane Wright
1: has been the most um, well-known 2004 hockey player on the planet since he was 12 years old. Great. Okay, Give him the keys to the kingdom. He gets exceptional status to the OHL and puts up numbers that are better than Than the Tavares, Steve Stamkos on the same level as Connor McDavid. He had 39 goals as a 15-year-old in the OHL. 15, exceptional status, 39 goals, 66 points. How many games? 58. As a 15-year-old kid. That's my son right now, Petey. That's my son is now playing in the OHL. And shredding the goddamn league as a fifteen-year-old, then he follows it up the next year with ninety-four points as a sixteen-year-old. Ninety-four points. Okay. Then there's the lo- then there's the the COVID lockout year, which he doesn't play at all. Nothing, zero. Comes back the next year, and he's got he had a terrible, terrible season. You remember when he had the terrible season? He only had 37 points in 20 games. He, he he stunk the joint out. He only had 37 points in 20 games. He gets drafted fourth overall. Shane Wright has outgrown the OHL. He doesn't need to play against 16-year-old kids because he was shredding 19-year-old kids when he was 15. So I agree with the the status of allowing him to play in the American Hockey League. And I think the NHL sees this. But here's the thing. Shane Wright is, the o- is, is not the only player that is in that situation. Matt Savoy has played in the WHL for many years. Last year, he had 95 points.
0: With a slow start. The,
1: the year before, he had 90 points. When he was 16 and 17, he had 90 and 95 points in 65 and 62 games. He does not need to go back to the WHL. He is so far beyond the WHL. It's about growth. It's about continuing to get better. Matt Savoy has outgrown the WHL. If they do not allow him the status of playing in the American Hockey League with men, then he should go overseas. If he is, if he has to go to junior hockey, then the then the Buffalo Sabers need to set this young man up in Switzerland and go and play in Switzerland for a year against
0: oh, men. My God,
1: not against some sixteen-year-old pimply. If you're going to send a kid anywhere, and put him against men. Put him against. I don't, care if you go to finland sweden i would not bring him into russia uh you can go germany you can go switzerland there's many leagues that are that are very 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 competitive matt savoy should not be going back to junior and how many times over the last course of the years that me and you have been together i am all about not rushing players i'm not about rushing players i'm about allowing them to continue to mature and grow. Matt Savoy, Matt Savoy, Savoy didn't even make the
0: world junior team last year.
1: You have a shit? That's because he had a slow start, and he still well, ended up with 95 points last year. He right. had a terrible didn't world, start. Didn't make
0: the world junior team. So oh. all those. Were, so I guess well, that's every, the player, every player on the world junior team should be playing in the American League next year. Fucking stupidest thing I've ever heard. Guys, he's, he's not. He's not. Shane Wright. Yet. He's not. He's not. And I don't think he deserves the exceptional status. I really don't. Into the American Hockey League. Go play junior. Go dominate. Go win a Memorial Cup. Apparently it's one of the Say this again. And say, this apparently is something that we will experiences have to watch. Of your life. Winning a Memorial Cup. Hardest no, trophy in sports to win.
1: Fuck Memorial Cup. No one gives a shit about the Memorial Cup. Okay. Period. Well, you can say that about world juniors. He
0: has to go back to junior
1: hockey. He is going overseas. I would, if
0: I was Kevin Adams, I'm getting him a spot overseas. You know how many players in the locker room talked about winning their world juniors? None. (laughs) I never heard guys talk about winning world juniors. Shit about world juniors. No one gives a shit
1: about the Memorial cup. These men, these young men that are playing for their countries. Okay. Obviously, it's a it's it's you know it's it's something nice to talk about, and it's very cool to to play for your country and win win a gold medal at the world world championship or world juniors. But these guys are these guys want to play in the NHL, and whatever needs to happen, the process of development, they know they're developing. Matt Savoy is not going back to junior. I'm telling you this right now. It All would right. be a colossal. Okay colossal failure if he went back to junior to play and I don't say that very often I I don't think I've I don't think you've ever
0: heard me say something like that I
1: haven't Matt Samboi needs to play with men
0: I'll be honest with you I'm kind of disappointed in you because I feel like you're just saying this for the sake of the argument because there's no way that you can actually feel even hurt look Okay. All right. Let's send an. Let's send another kid to just another young prospect to get hurt. We did it with Jack Quinn too. Yay, Jack Quinn. Yeah. Let me, let let me fucking, ask you this. He had abdominal surgery that year. Oh, and then he got hurt again. Now he's hurt again. Can I ask you a question? How about we just protect the kids and let them play against kids that are younger, dominate, so they let don't me get ask their you bones a simple broken? Question. Playing against fucking twenty-seven year old guys like this, Hayden kid that ran over Mark Stone. That's oh, exactly yeah. what we That's want. That's definitely the guy you got to worry about. Yeah. Guys yeah. like that, you don't. Are you telling me that? Okay, I'm not even getting into this
1: with you right now. You're not, but I want you to
0: answer a question. Since
1: you asked me me a lot of questions.
0: Ask you any questions. You just ask and answer your own. Okay,
1: so here's the thing. Why
0: did Austin
1: Matthews, at 17 years old, go play in Switzerland? One, two, three, go.
0: Uh, because he wanted to play against higher comp because he had uh, a choice. There well, you go. There you uh, go. He Thank was kind you. Of, All he right. Was kind of in a very special move on. circumstances. You just, you just he made... was in a very, why would he play at the NTDP? Why he couldn't go to college and why would he go play major junior? He could go and play and, and make money in Switzerland. Where did he go? Switzerland? Not about
1: money. It wasn't,
0: wasn't anything to do with money.
1: Well, I'm Sure. Or he got paid pretty good money to go there. You answered. You answered the question. It was a very simple question. So wait, why did Austin Matthews? Austin, we're going to
0: compare Austin Matthews' scenario to Matt Savoy. You know what? You lost me. You fucking lost me. So you're going to say that, but you 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 spoke about well, you can't play for the national
1: development program. That's because he outgrew the national development development program he was so much better than all those kids so he had to make a decision do i go at age 17 17 and go and play in junior hockey which he would have shredded it he wanted to play against men but to prepare him had a for choice. the year i'm he not done had, but not he done. had
0: a choice there was kind of a loop. you're hole gonna have in... your time to speak when oh, no. i'm done no, because we're talking about a guy that that we're asking for exceptional status for. Matt Savoy does not deserve exceptional status. He has not done enough up until now to earn exceptional status. Not, has not done it. He's he had go two to World years of
1: 90 and 95 points when great. he was
0: 16 and 17. Great, 90, 95 points. Great, great. Doesn't mean he can play hockey.
1: Got drafted fucking eighth overall. What are you talking about?
0: It's great. Let's let it's great. Let's let's give him it's a spot. What? Let's give him a spot. Let's give him a spot. We're not let's giving him a spot. spot. We're giving him the best opportunity Nobody's, to continue to improve. To play that don't know how to
1: play hockey. Here, let's just go stick him with sixteen and seventeen year old guys that he has outgrown when he was sixteen and seventeen. Now he's nineteen. He does not need to go back to junior hockey. The play there. I have to look at Matt Savoy's. Austin headshot. Matthews at I 17 at years old I left must be North America to go over to Sweden to play against men. Why? Because he wanted to pair, prepare himself
0: for the future. Savoy must wear sandals, a white robe, and long hair with a with a with a beard. And is a carpenter by trade. Sounds a lot like Sounds a lot like someone we've heard in history. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Sounds like Jesus. Next coming of Jesus, Matt Savoy. We can talk about the defense tomorrow, because but it doesn't sound like there's going to be you know much going on with the defense in Buffalo. But we'll talk about that tomorrow. But there's one crucial area that we have not discussed yet, and that is goaltending. And that brings us yep. to our first edition of Crash Course presented by Celino Law. Car crash, call Salino 800 555 5555. Tell me what they're going to do with goaltending on this team because I really thought UPL was going to vie for a spot. Should be more like P U L L, pull, pull them. Um, <laughs> I, I would think that
1: it was UPL's position to lose. I would think that he was in the driver's seat with Devin Levi. You have a young player, Uka second round draft pick. He's still 24 years old. He's still... I mean, goaltenders take time. Most goaltenders don't really find their their niche until 25, 26, unless you're special like uh, Vasilevsky or a Carey Price or Levi. Or Levi. What are they going to do? I think right now... With what's been shown through training camp and a competitive opportunity for both guys, it looks like Eric Comrie has outplayed Uka who I feel, going into training camp, had the position. All he had to do you is You did. You play. thought
0: UPL had the position going into camp.
1: Yeah, and, okay. and all he had to do is establish himself and play well. The reality is Comrie's outplayed him. Ukopekalukkanen has not played terrible, but he has not played well. Where Comrie has not been elite, but has played, played well in his opportunity. And then it's going to come down to the small things. It's going to come down to stuff that you and I and all the people that listen and all the people that are on social media, we do not know the inner act of Eric Comrie, Ukapekalukanen, and the environment on the team. How well liked they are, how do they present themselves off the ice? What does their work work ethic look like? What does the body language look like? Um, what's the maturity of of you know Eric Comrie? Opposed to Uka and who's going to be the goaltender
0: that can help? I got to imagine help. Comrie's walking on uh, thin ice over there. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, it's probably motivated him to 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 at least outplay UPL. And I think UPL, I don't think this is an ability thing. I think he's maybe buckling under the Devin Levi pressure. It's been a lot. I mean, I don't gotta... think the pressure comes from Devin Levi. I could understand if UPL was getting a little fucking livid about all the love for Devin Levi over the since he's come here. Are you kidding me? This guy sat beside behind Allmark. He sat and he played in net, tried to develop with shitty teams, hip surgeries, goalie of the year in junior hockey his first year there. Had unbelievable American League. Like his trajectory was through the roof and i feel like we wrote this kid off last year all of a sudden we devin levi you know world junior legend uh, uh college legend here he comes all 511 of them and 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 i love it and i i and i hope he's the guy i swear i hope he's the guy i have no ill will toward It'd Devin. Be incredible levi. yes but but I do remember guys losing spots and moving on, and I do remember seeing guys and how they handle these things. And it's not easy to see. Yeah, you want success for the team, and it's kind of like, well, sorry, man. I mean, we're moving forward without you. But this guy's been given the raw end of the stick here. Is that the right way to say raw end of the bone, raw end of the raw end of the deal? I
1: you I don't agree with that. Okay. Assessment at all. I don't think Uka Pekka has got a raw deal. He's had more than enough ample opportunity
0: to take control of his own destiny. How is a goaltender hasn't played well? How is a goaltender support? There are definitely some moments last year where I got
1: outplayed by a friggin' 40 year old last year. We're sitting there watching games,
0: and you're like, we can't put ukapeka Uka, and in. We gotta, we gotta play friggin' Anderson. Well, to, to steal your argument, how good was the team in front of him? Anderson made stops, Petey.
1: ukapeka Lukin, and I can, I can show you ten clips and bring it up and show you where ukapeka Lukin absolutely should have had certain saves, routine saves. That, the that went in Washington
0: the net. is the one is one point that I, I remember if you remember, I think it was the Kuznetsov shot the slot.
1: Yes. That's literally the one that sticks in my mind because we spoke about that off the air going, what the hell is going on?
0: Yeah. That was the season. It literally
1: right wasn't even a great shot. And he, and, and that, that save an NHL goaltender has to have that save. And I know, I know UPL would have loved to have that save back. <laughs>
0: But here's the thing: there's a class. If you
1: want to be, if you want to be an NHL starting goaltender, you can't let those in. And he did. That's what I'm saying. I think the team looks at Comrie, and they look at more of a calming influence, more stability that can support a very young rookie goaltender. That hopefully, hopefully, he's going to be a star someday. I don't think you can go into a season with a, another young goaltender that is fighting
0: the puck. So, what do you do with them? What are the options?
1: I mean, you're gonna you're gonna put them on waivers to you're put them on waivers, and well, if he gets picked then, up, then it's you're your shit out of luck. That's why buy, you buy. have what do they have? Cooley and Takarski in the minors. Like they have goaltenders. I met that late in the
0: NHL. I met that coolie guy. He uh, went to Denver. I think he was in Nashville's organization. And I, uh, I'm a huge kid, super tall. I think he's taller than I am. He's got to be six, five, but really nice guy. Met him down at the rink one day and he was skating and be nice to see him get an opportunity. I thought he, has he not played well when he's been in? I know he got some time. You know what you're doesn't matter. He listen. no offense to the kid. It doesn't even matter. He, there's no discussion for him. Where did parents. he come from? Nashville's organization came out of the university of Denver. If I'm not 26 mistaken. years old, six65 190 Yeah. Lost goddess, California.
1: Yeah. Your parents must be loaded. Guarantee right now. Parents are uh, loaded. Why? Because if you're living in lost goddess, you got money. You have to
0: have money. Well, that's where he was born. Maybe they were just driving. called through. the stupid rich area. Maybe they were just driving through. Well, how do you know? Don't make assumptions like that.
1: I think you need to look that up. I think you need to find out that information
0: to ask if his parents are rich. Sure. I'll call the PR guy and be like, hey, ask Cooley if his parents are loaded. Yep. We're like, going to do that it. Fucking matters. You know what? You know what? I'll tell you what. I don't give a shit if his parents are loaded because you know why? He was actually a good guy, and he was a good guy to my son. So that's really all I give a shit about. Talk to Brody about goaltending, talked to him about goalie pads. So I don't care if his parents are loaded, because he seemed like a good guy. I know lots of people with yeah. money that are assholes. Look at you. <laughs> that's enough of this edition of Crash Course, presented by Salino Law. Car Crash, call Salino, 800 800- Five 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 five. Thanks for listening, everybody.
1: You did yesterday. My fucking hair right now today is unbelievable. I woke up like this, motherfucker. I woke up like this. Look, look, look. It's unbelievable. It's like I just a thousand dollar worth of product that most people put in their hair.
0: So, bedhead
1: is the new style. Showered up,
0: shower, showered up. Just went like that. And then bang. Fucking Yeah, you you know who you look like? You got hair like Harvey Specter in uh, suits. Fucking right. Thank you. Guy never changed. Eight years of that show, he never changed his hair once.
1: Dude, hasn't aged a bit like his old friend Craigie.
0: Go ahead. I just love how he's like this tough boxing lawyer. I just feel like I would knock his head off. I don't know, man. I don't know. I think Harvey Specter's got a few freaking nightmares up his sleeve.